Pat, welcome for the first time. See O'Brien Show. How are you? Thank you, CEO. Glad to be with you. And a lot going on here in Shreveport, Bossier region, northwest Louisiana. We're the most centrally located metro region in the southern part of the United States. And I was reading an article earlier today about by 2050, how Houston is going to be the most populous city in America. And when I-69 is finished being updated from I-59 to I-69 in the next few decades or shorter, um, you know, we've been four hours from Houston, and it'll be about three hours and 20 minutes once they get the, the super federal interstate done there. And, of course, we got a segment of I-40 that we got to do here, which we're going to talk about later. But first off, we're going to talk about the Shreveport Mavericks, the best team in the basketball league, the league just under the NBA. There's three great basketball leagues, uh, maybe a couple more as well, but three great ones in North and South America, namely the best basketball league in the world, the NBA, then the G League, which is tied to the NBA, and I suggest to you the league we're playing in, the TBL, the Basketball League, originated by David and Evelyn Magley some six years ago. We won the championship a year ago, 27-8. and eight. Uh, We felt like we were the best team, 19-5 and five in the regular season. We played the toughest schedule in the league. We were the number two or three seed overall. Entering the playoffs, drew a bye. And we beat a suburb of Oklahoma City in round two. The toughest health series. <clears throat> we beat Enid, Oklahoma, the defending champions, in round three. Uh, we basically bought a road game from San Diego, talking about business, you know, how they do in college football, where the big boys, uh, they get everybody else to come to their home stadium to play games. Well, we did it in bas- pro basketball here in Shreveport. And the reason I did it was to prove that Shreveport's on the map that we can do big things, and so we did that. We beat San Diego two games to none. Game one was a hell of a game, CL. We beat them 113-110. Paul Parks hit a 22-foot three-pointer with two and a half seconds to play uh, in that game uh, to win it. We won it 113-110. The game was tied at 110-all. He dribbled down the clock the last eight or ten seconds of the game, isolated the defender, and nailed the shot straight in. We won that two games to none. And then, you know, Albany, New York, the most historic minor league franchise in basketball history, a home where Phil Jackson, he of 11 NBA championships as a coach, and George Carl, the super coach of the Seattle Supersonics, both of those guys, CEO, got their start in Albany, New York with the Albany Patroons. And so that's who we were matched up against in the TBL finals. Albany was the number one seed. We again, we went 19 and five in the regular season. They went 21 and three, and we knew all along that our conference, the Central Division of the TBL, was the toughest division. It has been for both of the years we've been in the league. So we knew we were right there. And game one was in the Gold Dome in Shreveport, the historic Gold Dome, where Robert Parrish made it famous beginning in 1972. One of the greatest 50 NBA players. Uh, in the history of the game where he played college. So game one was Saturday, July 2nd in the Gold Dome. And the Shreveport Mavericks won that game, 123 to 115. Uh, just a big-time game. Paul Parks, Paul Harrison, uh, Taven Cummings, Todd Jordan, uh, Larry Robinson III, all kinds of people making it happen for Shreveport throughout the season and in that game one. And uh, our head coach, Steve Tucker, a veteran coach of over 40 years, I mean, we got the best of all worlds. So we win that game one to take a 1-0 lead. 
with about a minute and a half to go in that game. We've got the game ice down with about a seven or eight point lead, and Paul Parks is backing down the defender, and he gets kicked in the back of the leg. And unbeknownst to him, after the game, his leg stiffened up for about four days. You know, Paul's a veteran uh, performer, so his leg stiffened up, and he couldn't get it to loosen up. So we're going into game two uh, with a 1-0 lead, and his leg's still not loose. Uh, we've tried everything. He calls me the afternoon of the game on that next Wednesday and said, Pat, I'm going to get shot up. You know, we got to go get this thing today. And he's at a quick care in uh, Albany, New York, telling me this at 2.30 in the afternoon. Paul is going to be at uh, 7 o'clock that night. Yeah. And uh, Paul Parks normally takes 17 to 25 shots for us, and he only got 11 shots in the air that night because he just couldn't get any elevation in his jump shot. Play well. I got beat by 10 in game two, and I don't mind saying it. I, I suggest to you, had Paul Parks been healthy, we would have swept Albany. There's no doubt. There's no doubt that you would have, Pat. Let me uh, link the. We got him in game three in one of the greatest games ever 137 to 132 in Albany in overtime. And Paul Harrison was great. Paul Parks was great. Uh, Josh was great. Uh, Josh. Golly, Morgan. And uh, so anyway, we, we, have, we got a great team, and we're going to come back this year and give it a whirl, and I think we've got a chance to do it again. Leo, go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt. Oh, no. You know, you know uh, this, is, this is what I, I was going to say. Uh, Shreveport now has a high-caliber uh, basketball team in the Shreveport Mavericks. And uh, now there is uh, an, an issue with, with uh, let's say, uh, transport or or highway systems there yeah, in in that area. Yeah, there's a big issue. We're missing we're missing one slab of pavement. CL. we've talked about it before. You know, I-49 is almost complete uh, in America, and one of the segments that's missing is 3.6 miles of pavement from I-220 in Shreveport down to I-20. It's the most valuable. It will become the most valuable land in Shreveport. As it nears just west of downtown Shreveport, um, that land has not been utilized for economic development uh, to the level anywhere near the level. It's, let's just be honest. It's the least valued land in the city for the last 35 years, real estate-wise. And uh, it's been a political quagmire, political football, we might say. And uh, we've had the ball at the two-inch line for the last four-plus years, and we got to get it across the goal line. And, and I suggest to you, when we get the record of decision on I-49 through the city, I-49 intercity connector, the call, tying in I-49 at 220 down to I-20, the most centrally located metro in America, it will send a signal to everybody in America and across the world that shreveport Bossier is truly open for business. And I get criticized for saying this, but publicly uh, it's not hard to figure out across America and the world when you have a 3.6-mile segment of interstate that is sitting empty and it would become the most valuable land in your city and potentially skyscrapers could be built there and you hadn't built it in 40 years that, um, you know. Let's let's talk about leadership uh, there in the town because nobody wants to come to a town, uh, Pat. Let's just talk honestly here now uh, that uh, uh, people are afraid to go places in. What are we going to do about that? Well, Tom Arsenal was duly elected mayor uh, this past November. Um, I believe Tom Arsenal is going to do a good job. He came to me at a mayoral forum after he spoke at J.S. Clark Middle School 
and he sat down right next to me after it was over with, and he said, hey, I've studied the issue. I'm for the interstate, the connector being built. So I believe him. I'm going to take him at his word. In the first two months plus he's been in office, he's been very hands-on, and I think he's going to do a good job as mayor. And, and see how honest the reason, look, look, man, I'm 61 years old now. I'm still young at heart, but I started on this I-49 project when I was a young 41 and could really get it done and hang out at night, you know? And now I'm 61 and we're slowing down a little bit and I'm walking with a cane 90% of the time, but I'm still getting it done, okay, as far as work and making things happen. But the point is this, that if this interstate segment, we can just get the record of decision from Louisiana government, Governor John Bell Edwards, and the feds are in, I mean, people like to say the feds aren't in, but it's just a shell game they play with us. But I'll just say this. Shreveport gets the record of decision. The region gets the record of decision on this segment of the interstate. The sky's the limit. And then there are no more political fights left here because the free market's going to work for the first time ever. And we've been a city in a region driving a car with literally half of our foot on the brake while we're stepping on the gas somewhat. And that's why we haven't reached our potential. And Dallas, Houston, Atlanta, Tulsa, Little Rock, Oklahoma City, uh, Memphis, and Louisville, they all didn't do it that way. They all have interstates that cross each other near downtown and go for hundreds, if not thousands of miles. And Shreveport, region Louisiana, is the poster child for that formula, and we've never been allowed to build the interstate and potentially reach big, big business. Amazon's here. That's the point that needs to be made. Amazon came and built a 3.4 million square foot distribution center a mile and a half north of downtown Treeport because a fourth grader can figure out that this is the best place in the southern part of the United States to distribute product out of. Just like Chicago has always been the best place in the north to distribute product out of. So uh, this isn't rocket science here. We need to get on with it. We need to win this battle and do the right thing. We've lost 40,000-plus young people out of here in the last 50 years that have all gone to bigger cities for jobs and careers. And that's why, you know, I'm going to get criticized again, but I'm going to say it. Lowest common denominator cities are cities that don't take care of their opportunities. They don't seize opportunities. And doggone it, we got to win this battle. we got to win this issue. And the boat will be sailing in the right direction, and then the sky will be the limit here forever. Lord knows, I'd Lord knows I'd love to see Shreveport uh, take off. I'd like to be part of whatever happens there as well. Let me ask you this, uh, Pat. Uh, I have a few minutes left here uh, to talk with you. Let me ask you this: Is then the Shreveport Mavericks the flagship for other franchises in other different sports? Now we've had football teams there and so forth, but uh, give give us an idea, prognosticate a little bit for us about how this uh, completion of 49 and of course the success of the Mavericks how does that all play into attracting business put it into a, a nice package for us okay well here, here's the package Oklahoma City 80 years ago was smaller than Shreveport today they have an NBA team and their first star originally was Kevin Durant okay so if a city grows prospers and reaches its potential then what used to be a smaller city can become a big-time mid-sized city and even a large city, and you climb up the ranks. Nothing is easy in this world, okay? 
I mean, when Shreveport was founded in 1836, it was the oldest city. Uh, probably, but when Shreveport, I'll make that statement again. When Shreveport was founded in 1836, it was the most westerly city in the United States. Okay? Now, five years later, in 1841, that designation went to Dallas. But Shreveport's potential is awesome because God has blessed the shreveport Bossier region with the greatest topography location in the history of the United States, God forbid, unless there's a major earthquake that takes off a big chunk of the United States, and then it wouldn't be the case anymore. So that's not going to change as far as anybody can tell for hundreds or thousands of years. So we just got to get off our backside, do the right thing, and open this place up for business. And as far as the Shreveport Mavericks, yes, we've had success on the court. We're building success in on the business side. I mean, this is minor league basketball, okay? We've got great players just under the NBA level. But you got to have companies that can sponsor. I mean, name, image, and likeness now in college sports. It's all about driving revenue, okay? And we got to do the same thing here. So the reason that I've pushed so hard for I-49 for 20 years, I thought it was going to take three or four years to move forward. And in Louisiana, it's taken 20 years, but we're right there. The reason I push so hard is because I don't want all the young people to have to move somewhere else to have a job and a career. And we got to do something about our early childhood education, too, all over America. But there is big, big potential here. And I want people, when they walk out of their high school, whether it's Booker T or Captain Shreve or Green Oaks or Southwood or Woodlawn, and especially Booker T, because that interstate is going to come in literally about two and a half miles due east of where they open the front door at Booker T. And I want all the kids here to know, hey, I'm from Shreveport, Bowyer, this region. I can be somebody here. I can have a career. I can have a long-time job. And I don't have to leave here if I don't want to. And quite honestly, that hasn't been the case here for 50 years. Make Shreveport great again. Pat, tell everybody how to get a hold of you and your organization, how to bring you to where they are if they want to hear you. I'm going to tell you something. Pat can. Pat knows how to talk, and he knows how to say it, and he's been <laughs> doing it a long time. And I certainly do appreciate your friendship. But tell everybody how they can connect with you. I'll do it. I'll do it. Tommy Canterbury, uh, our great coach at Centenary, and Tommy Vardam, and they used to have a joke. They gave me a nickname when I used to work with them at Centenary, and they said, your nickname is Half Microphone Will Travel. And so that's what, we're, that's, that's what we're doing today on the phone. So, you know, I, I can't thank you and Michelle enough for giving me the time to promote our area, to promote our products. You know, everybody, go to FreeportMavericks.com. We've got a professional product. FreeportMavericks.com. Click the tickets link, buy your tickets. I mean, when we make a profit with this organization, part of the monies each year in the profit will go back to early childhood education, what we call appetite for learning. So what better way? I mean, even if you can't make games or a game, buy the tickets. Because, I mean, a self and we, I know we don't like to talk taxes, but if we're going to tax ourselves, Let's tax something to where we the city gets the benefit, the citizens get the benefit, and then we take the money and we go back into the toughest neighborhoods and we make sure those two to five year olds are on point when they're going to kindergarten and first grade. Kate Brumley, the superintendent of Louisiana schools, on the radio, I'm not quoting this is my, my statement, but he, he says too many kids are not ready to learn at kindergarten and first grade. And so I'm frustrated about this because I hear him say this three times a year on Keel Radio. And so 
We don't need too many damn kids not ready for school. Okay, they need to be ready. And you wonder why the third and the fourth graders are behind in math and and reading is because they weren't. A lot of them weren't ready when they came from the home. And we got to do something about it. And the Shreveport Mavericks are trying to do something about it. So ShreveportMavericks.com, click the tickets link. Look, bring yourself to our region. Come talk to the mayor, Tom Arsenault. Come talk to Mayor and Bozier, Tommy Chandler. We've got all the assets here. We've got two sister cities, and we've got a, ri- a navigable river running through this. We've got everything, and we built the last segment of I-49. We'll have the formula. Two interstates that cross each other go for thousands of miles. I mean, from here, Seattle, Michelle, east-west goes from the where we are, and we go west. We go to the Pacific Ocean on I-20. I-20 ties to I-10, and you get to the Pacific Ocean. <clears throat> you go east, and you go all the way to Savannah, Georgia, all the way to the Atlantic Ocean. And then when we get this last segment of 49, literally, you can go north-south, unimpeded, and we can be in a vehicle, never stop at a red light, and go anywhere into the Midwest and up to the East Coast in Canada. Uh, Arkansas still has some miles of I-49 not completed, but it, they do have a damn good highway, a state highway in that segment. So an I-49 goes all the way to Kansas City, turns into 29 and goes to Canada. So this is an easy formula. We just need one document signed, a record of decision. John Bell Edwards needs to give it to us. Yeah. The federal government, the, the, the transportation infrastructures are. Mitch Landrew from Louisiana met with former Shreveport Mayor Adrian Perkins and State Rep Larry Bagley in Washington, D.C. at the uh, Federal Highway Administration office about five months ago. And he says, I'm glad we got bipartisan support. We just need the signature on the record of decision, and the change will be taken off the Shreveport region forever, and this place can prosper. That's great news. It's it's our own damn fault. That's great news. And, Pat, let me tell you this, man, and all of you who are listening around the the country and and throughout the the globe, uh, Pat, for for us and for me, uh, I'll speak for myself, you have defined what statesman and patriot means uh, you care about your citizenry right there who are at the kitchen tables uh, where they're on their jobs listening in the fork whatever they're, they're doing uh, they are concerned about who's concerned about them you've shown that in no uncertain terms here on this show today and well, i Sierra, thank you for Sierra, that i do need to say one thing this, this is very serious what i'm about to say okay there's a reason why that interstate has not moved forward you know, it hadn't been built in 48 years. It could have moved any time during that period, especially in the last 35 years. And I got to tell you something, and I, I don't mind saying it. I've paid a heavy personal price fighting this fight, okay? I thought it was going to take three or four years to move forward. There are very powerful people that have tentacles underground, and nobody has beaten them here in 80 years, okay? Wow. And essentially, what I said... When I, when I talked about this first on the radio on July 20th, 2015, and came back on February 4th, 2016, and those interviews, just like this one, uh, they can be pulled up on the Internet, and you can hear all, all about it. I'll just say this, okay? There are powerful people, original founders, and some other people that still don't want this damn interstate bill, and they're trying to hurt me personally right now, Okay. Wow. Not, uh, just, uh, they've been trying to hurt me for the last 15 years. We'll talk. And it's, it's, it's getting pretty tight. And I'll just say this. I'm man enough to look in the mirror and know I did the right thing for my region. 
and I'm taking on all comers. And I, I don't mean this in a pious way, but I'm a Christian. God's on the winning side of the morality issue on this issue. I've got God with me. They can come. They can persecute me. They can throw arrows at me. They can bow off everybody in the world and make it hard for me to do business here, which they've done for 15 years. And God's still with me. And I'm calling on the people of Shreveport Bossier. Join arms with me, and we're going to win this battle. And when it's all said and done, the history books will say Shreveport Bossier was set free and can reach its potential. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Hey, listen, man. Thanks again so much for being on with me. God bless you. And God keep you is my prayer for you. I'll talk to you real soon. Pat Boris. Thank you.